welcome everyone back to the latest episode of the Here's Johnny podcast. We're already doing a double recording because, well, Justin, you can tell the people for yourselves. Oh yeah, uh, I quit my job and uh, I am now the games editor for Dread Central and a marketing associate associate for Dread XP. So yeah, I'm already kind of... game journalist. You did it. I did it. I've done the damn thing. So yeah, unfortunately, I actually don't know when I can talk about what I'm going to do. Um, oh, really? Yeah. I have no oh, idea. Okay. Um, okay. And then next week is the Game Awards, so Larry's doing me a favor by recording early this week because I got a very last-minute uh, request, and then uh, next week I'm out of town for the Game Awards. Yeah, I am uh, recording AEW just for you. I appreciate it. It's fine. I can skip the commercials. <laughs> Uh, but with that, do you want to kind of get into what's been new? I think it's your turn to go first. Yeah. Um, what is new with me is I started playing. You quit your job. Uh, well, yeah, I quit my job. That was like <laughs> a big thing. That was a big stress point uh, for a long time. Um, funny enough, I did notice today that they have two job postings up on. Oh, the- two. Yeah. I was like, hmm. The strength of two men, Justin. Interesting. And not only that, hmm, they're offering benefits that nobody else at my work has. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's, uh, that was pretty The way she goes. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I am going to be so fucking happy to be out of there. Um, (laughs) but other than that, I, uh, I started playing Jedi Fallen Order. Order, the new one, right? Yeah, the new one. I started playing that again because I never actually beat it. I've still been waiting for it to go on sale enough on PC. Oh, well. It's okay. You like it? I, I mean, it's still just kind of okay to me. I doesn't okay. hit for me as hard as I'm sure it will for other people. I like it, but it's not as like I don't know. It's <laughs> I'm probably gonna catch some shit for this, but it's a very it's a cool Star Wars game, but a very slightly above average like RPG. Like it's, yeah, no, yeah. That, that's very true. Um, that, I mean, it, it, in reality, there's also cooler star wars games personally speaking like kotor kotor like battlefield <laughs> 2 like the og one yeah and, and then what's the other one i really like it's the rogue squad it's the oh. one with, where you're playing as the 501st in a team of yeah. four yeah the uh, rogue squadron yeah rogue squadron yeah. yeah so i mean i mean like realistically like i would rather just go play those but i'm trying to beat it so i can delete it off my hard drive because it's like 157 gigs jesus Christ. yeah um and then, so other than that, I've just, I've very slowly been doing uh, Final Fantasy V Pixel Remaster. Yeah. I've gotten all the, well, that's not true. I have all the grind, well, I, ha- I still have to get the, the bestiary uh, cleared. Um, I have all the job grinds done. I just have to get the mimic job from, like, the merged world. Yes. Yep. Um, but basically, other than the bestiary and that it's like pretty straightforward just basically beat the game uh and then i'm on to six which is very exciting um yeah six was actually a longer play than i thought it was going to oh, be so i i am quite aware six is gonna be long because i know there's like half i mean half the game alone is very is like missable yeah um but i'm also i might not do six right away because i might wait until after uh rebirth like final fantasy 7 remake part two rebirth or whatever because that's in yeah next year right february of 2025 <laughs> no that's 
Oh, no, that's when they're going to start maybe thinking about Part 3. Um, I, I'm just waiting for you to get a new PS5 Slim so you can send me your PS5. Yeah, right. I'm holding out hope. <laughs> um, but other than that, um, I watched uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, like we're going to talk about in like an hour-ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I watched uh, Dr. Caligari and the Cabinet of Curiosities, I think that's what it was called. Doc, the Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. That's the one. Um, I finished Goosebumps. Me too. Okay. I still think it was great. We won't, we won't spoil for people, but it was great. Yeah. I'm, it was I'm way better than I expected. Interested to see if they're going to do... I'm sure they're going to do a season two. Yes. Uh, but I'm, I'm interested to see how they do it. Uh, and then I, I'm basically, I'm trying to finish all these shows I started. So I finished like Scott, Pil- like the new Scott Pilgrim show. Mm-hmm. I have two episodes. No, I finished. I'm just trying to think now in my head. Uh, I think I'm actually all pretty much caught up. Yeah. Cause I did goosebumps Scott Pilgrim. I need to start season three of Harley Quinn. Cause I never <laughs> started season three. Yeah. Uh, and then I want to start invincible, but, uh, other than that, I really haven't been doing... I guess that's a lot, but... <laughs> what about you, Larry? What have you been doing? So I'm up to date on Dragula. I won't okay. do any spoilers if people are behind. Um, I'm watching Hard Knocks. It is a TV show put on by NFL Films. And usually the show takes place at the beginning of the season, like in training camp, like leading into the start of the season. Okay. But last year they started one called In Season... And this one's in season is with the Miami Dolphins. Okay, interesting. So that's my team. So I've been watching that. It's been good. Like NFL films, like really makes a really, like they they shoot very beautiful stuff. Like they have really good documentarians doing it. So I enjoy it. You mentioned Invincible. I started it with okay. Devin. Um, a really big question is raised in the first one. I think we're like four or five episodes into it, and okay. it has not even been addressed. Interesting. Okay, it's very weird. Um, but I, I won't spoil it for anybody. Uh, Goosebumps. Like I said, finished that, and then I'm up to date on Kitchen Nightmares. How's that been going? Uh, it's, I mean, it's Gordon Ramsay coming in, telling people shut it down, and then after a day, he somehow fixes everything. So how how do you feel? I know because while we were away, you kind of learned that he is a character. It hasn't changed anything. He's still okay. a character I like to watch. Okay, I was gonna say I wasn't sure how that. I still want to meet him. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Movies. I watched Shrek. Oh, fucking love Shrek. I decided to come to some more modern kids' movies, like some from, like, my own youth after spending a long time in the 80s. And you picked a perfect time because they just announced Shrek 5. Did they really? Oh, yeah. When all the strike strikes, like, finished, mm-hmm. they announced uh, Shrek 5 fuck what are they like the new sonic movie was like gonna start filming again like they announced like, okay it was just a day of just like here's a ton of shit all right all right uh so yeah so i watched shrek that was a good time mm-hmm. um i watched the nun too how was that it was better than the first one okay which isn't saying a lot because i didn't like the first one um there's not enough nun in it it's more about the person the nun's possessing instead of about, like, Valak herself. Well, I wonder why. I don't know, but it, I think it, it, its end kind of directly teased into the Final Conjuring movie. Okay, and you watched the Final Conjuring movie, right? 
no, 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 the next one. Like, oh. the final one. Like, the one that's in the in the works. Oh. so Yeah, I've is... seen every Conjureverse movie now. So I've seen none, too. How was the last one? The last Conjuring movie? Yeah. If one and two are, like, A's, you can rank those wherever you want, but A movies, C. Huh. And that's being kind of kind. That's grading on the fact you got two A's before. Huh. I would never watch it again. Interesting. And they really, like, pushed that one, too. Yeah, it was during COVID, and it came right, right to HBO. Man. I don't know. Calgary and Jekyll and Hyde. Uh, and then I watched the new Transformers, The Rise of the Beasts. Was it like a uh, fucking Beast Wars? No. And that was the problem with it. It was 110% better than the Wahlberg ones. But it wasn't as good as Bumblebee. I thought Bumblebee was really surprised with how good it was. Okay. And this one was still good. And I liked it. Like, it's definitely like one and two. And then the other one seemed like I was going to shit pile. And then, but Bumblebee's good. The problem with this one is that there wasn't enough Beast Wars. Was I wanted there more. Any? Yes, but there's only like four Beast Wars characters the Rhino, the Cheetah, the Hawk, and the Gorilla. Weird, they picked the Hawk. Interesting. Weird. That's a weird choice. I can I can understand. Well, even the. Uh, well, the Gorilla has to be because it's Optimus Primal. Yeah, so and like, Rhinox. Is yep. in it, but he's only in it for a little bit because then he gets his like, uh, which call it stolen. Yeah, and then he's in like the cube for like, <laughs> fucking like two seasons. Anyways, yeah, so that, that was my problem. Is just that like I wanted more Beast Wars, yeah. but it was fine. Expect like there was no conversation between Mark Wahlberg and his daughter's way too old boyfriend talking about like how it's okay to date a minor if you were dating if you were like it's gross. Some of those Transformers got really gross. I watched Predator. Nice. And yeah, Kyle had never seen it. Okay. And like I've talked about it before, but he and I do movie nights and stuff. Yeah. And uh, he loved it. Oh, good. Good. As he should, because the movie's fucking rules. Like, I've seen the movie so many times, and it is still just a goddamn blast every time I watch it. Good. Uh, and then I watched last night Sweet Charity. What is that? So, it is a movie directed by Bob Fosse. Bob Fosse directed two of my all-time favorite movies, All That Jazz and Cabaret. Okay. And it's his first movie, and basically it stars Shirley MacLaine, and she's like a cabaret-ish dancer, but she's just like constantly trying to find love. Okay. And like New York City is just like really shitty to her, but she like tries to hold on to hope the whole time. Yeah. Got some really good musical numbers. A lot of songs in it that I know from like choir, but that I didn't know came from it. Oh, interesting. Okay. So that was cool. Like, they'd come on like, oh fuck, I've sang this song before. I like, would know the words, and then was like, you're fucking weird. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, that, that was good. I was decided like I thought I liked two of his movies, and I think he only directed five movies total. I decided a little while ago I was going to watch all of his movies. Yeah, that's fair. So the next one's going to be Cabaret. That's like one of my favorite movies ever. Um, games. Spyro Reignited, specifically the first one. That's one of something really easy to throw on. Um, do you know anything about the PC port of that game? No. So, if you load it up and start playing it, okay, and you try to do Spyro's Sprint, 
like with his horns down sprint. Okay. You won't move. You'll start, you'll be sprinting, but you won't move. You have to drop the frame rate down to like 30 frames per second, or he won't be able to move. Really? Yep. And then I 100% of the first two worlds, got to the third one, and found out that I need to figure out something else because there's a one of the worlds. Have you played Spyro enough to know, like, kind of like there's a, the, the wizards who like raise the walls up and okay, down? Yeah, yeah. If you don't change some kind of graphical setting the wizard won't ever drop the wall pc parts man i'm telling you so i got very tired and i put it down <laughs> for a little bit uh continuing on in final fantasy 10 that's just a slow play that's just when i'm when i have like a couple like hours to myself i'll yeah, sit yeah, down yeah, and do yeah. it uh pokemon yellow oh interesting okay i started a nidoran female only playthrough okay for reasons yeah uh, and then I'm actually this on the Discord. Uh, I started my first ever Kirby game. Oh, I didn't realize it was your first one. <laughs> Except for Smash Brothers. Oh shit. Okay, yeah. Kirby games are because I remember we talked and you said it was it's been easy. It's super easy. It's a platformer. It reminds me of, like of like. Is it Sonic? Uh, which one are you playing? I'm gonna look it up so I can like. It's uh, Kirby Return to Dreamland Deluxe. So I can. Because I, I have them because my kids play them. Yeah. I mean, it's oh, yeah. cute. Okay. It's cute and it's fun. There's a multiplayer component, but I don't pay for Switch Online, so I, I'm not going to be doing that. Why doesn't Devin play with you? Oh, I guess we could. I could ask her if she wanted to. Yeah, you could, like, co-op the game, make it even easier. <laughs> and then there's a collectibles and stuff, but it's 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 fun. It's just I wanted something on the Switch to just be fun to play before bed. Like, I play a few levels, and I think I already have... Super Three. Mario RPG. Just yeah, that, that's a time yeah. suck. Yeah, it is. It is. I've been <laughs> that's playing that. it. It's fun. Uh, books. I finished that Save as Korax Deals with the Dead. I won't spoil anything for Book Club. That's on the Saturday. Okay. So uh, I did finish that. And then I started Thrawn Alliances, which is the second one in the new Thrawn trilogy. And then my friend Stork bought me a book a while ago, and I've been slacking. It's called Billion Dollar Whale. Uh, it is a nonfiction book, and it is about the guy who financed Wolf of Wall Street and how he illegally obtained his money. Oh, okay. And how, with all that illegal Saudi money, he funded a lot of movies, including Wolf of Wall Street. Interesting. Yeah. And then, besides that, kind of the only sad thing is, is the regular season for college football is over and ended this past weekend. So we have championship games and then the bowl season and some playoffs. But, yeah, my favorite time of year. Thanksgiving is over. College football is coming to a close. It's almost spring, and that sucks. What? It's, it is it's not going to get hot spring. again. It is it's not going to get hot again. Spring. It it's going to be here before you know it. Dude, it is. I got to do some quick <laughs> Celsius to Fahrenheit. Um, it was 42 degrees today. It was actually kind of warm and sunny today. I don't know how to spell Fahrenheit. It was 19.4 degrees Fahrenheit here today. Cold. Yeah, minus 7 here. It was... Roads were a little icy. Okay, enough to talk about this kind of stuff. You ready to talk about Calgary? Hell yeah.
So, Justin, yes. the first thing that I want to mention, and this was actually interesting. So, Devin had seen this film because she took a film class in college. Right, Devin? You had a film class? And so she came... I woke up early Sunday morning and started watching these movies because I had time. Yeah. And the version I had is the Kino Video Restored Authorized Edition that I got from the library. And she came down and she's like, that score is a lot jazzier than I remember. So we went to YouTube. Yeah. And I think we found like seven different versions of this movie with like people have just made their own scores for this movie whatever one i watched on youtube had a fucking super jazzy score okay so we watched the same one then good okay Okay. so because i was listening i was like yeah this is like super fucking modern like i'm i'm digging this shit like (laughs) yeah (laughs) and she's like that is not the score that i had when i watched it for my film class interesting okay um but i wanted to say that it's luckily we without i didn't want to spoil anything for you so it seems we watched the same version of it uh but yes so i will tell you there are times where michelle and i were just like listen to this fucking saxophone it's just like going ham and like we've done a couple of silent films on this and sometimes they're very dull yeah we're gonna get into it maybe spoilers for our review but like this movie is fucking cool on a lot of levels so it's a 1920 german silent horror film directed by robert ween and written by hans janowitz and carl meyer Ween has many other films, but perhaps the most sad fact is that due to his Jewish heritage, he was forced into exile by the Nazi party when it rose to power. He passed away in Paris in 1938, never to return to his home country. Holy shit. Janowitz and Meyer were inspired to write the script due to their life experiences. Specifically, they were pacifists during World War I, And they were distrustful of the authority figures after their experiences with the war and how the military and the government tried to coerce them and force them into uh, military service. Especially when we kind of get to the end of this film, which we need to talk about because I don't fully understand what happened. Run through the plot summary. Hopefully I can clear it up. Okay. 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 It is considered the quintessential work of German expressionist cinema. The film has a dark and twisted visual style with sharp pointed forms, oblique and curving lines, twisted structures, landscapes, and shadows, and light that was painted directly onto the set. The film takes place in six acts, with the first act and the final act being the prologue and the epilogue, respectively. The film thematizes the brutal and irrational authority, and as I said, the writers... Oh, sorry. Writers and scholars have argued that the film reflects a subconscious need in German society for a tyrant and is an example of Germany's as a country, obedience to authority and unwillingness to rebel against a deranged authority figure. Some critics have interpreted Caligari as representing the German war government, with Cesare symbolic of the common man conditioned like soldiers to kill. Other themes in this film include the stabilized contrast between insanity and insanity, the subjective perception of reality, and the duality of human nature. Roger Ebert, amongst other film historians, consider this to be the first true horror film. It has been called the first cult film and the first film that birthed Art House, so 
You can thank this, Justin, for <laughs> one of your favorite genres. Uh, the film was shot on a budget of $12,000, and it is estimated to have grossed $4,000 during its theatrical run. Oh, so only like... Wait, so it was made with 12000 Yep. And gained 4000 back? So mm-hmm. it lost... Eight. Eight thousand? Mm-hmm. Jeez. All right. Here's some trivia. Okay. It played at a Paris theater for seven years straight. And it only made $4,000. The final look and feel of the film was based on much of the low-budget practicalities as it was creative inspiration and expressionism. Electricity was strictly rationed in post-World War I Germany during the time the film was shot, so wine ended up simply painting the light beams on the backdrop. Okay. Shooting, yeah, shooting on the severely confined sets also forced him to use unusual camera angles, which led to what we kind of got. Um, wine added the opening and closing scenes to the original script in order to make the film more commercially viable. It is speculated that the all-is-a-delusion twist was to deflect suspicion that the film painted authority figures as insane. Okay. Sets were constructed for less than $800, and the lead actors were paid $30 a day. No surviving copies of the original script were believed to have existed until the early 1950s, when actor Werner Cross revealed he still had his copy. That copy was purchased after his death by German film archivist Deutsch Kinematheque. I don't speak German. It remained unavailable for public consumption until 1995 when a full transcript was published online. In 1958, under the auspices of French cinematheque curator Henry Langlois and historian Lot Eisner, the set design of the film was recreated by its original art director Hermann Warm and put on display in both Munich and East Berlin. When the film opened at the Capitol Theater in New York City in April of 1921, some audience members reportedly booed and demanded their money back. Interesting, okay. Nicolas Cage, in several different interviews, has stated this is his favorite film of all time. Makes sense. (laughs) You can see it, right? Yeah. And this is a fun one. Justin, so I know that you're no longer quite the big fan of his. But you know the song Living Dead Girl from Zombie. Yes. The entire music video is based on this film. I don't think I've ever seen the music video for them. Okay, so if so. you ever go if you ever go watch it, Zombie is playing the doctor. Sherry Moon plays the Living Dead Girl, who is pretty much like Cesari, right? It imitates the aged silent film, the color scheme, the jerky image moving and stuff. And like in Caligari, it uses black and white film with the tinted sepia, aqua, and violet for the effects. Cool. Good for him, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's, Devin actually told me that. That's like a little fun fact that I know. So, the plot. Um, it is a silent film, so keep that in mind. But basically, a man is sitting next to another man on a park bench, and this woman, who's kind of acting a bit crazy, walks by, and he says, "That's one of the men says to the other, that's my wife, but you wouldn't believe the crazy things that I have seen. And that's when we get the story of Dr. Caligari. And the story that we get of Dr. Caligari 
is that he wants to perform in the local fair with his somnambulist, his sweepwalker. And he gets the permit to do it after being made fun of by the town's um, tax person to let him do it, and then he gets killed. So people are being murdered. They think it is Caligari, but they watch the sleepwalker, and the sleepwalker doesn't move, but people are still dying. Um, We come to find out that Dr. Caligari is a director at the local insane asylum, and he has manipulated Cesare, the sleepwalker, into killing people for him. The person that they were watching was actually a puppet, and Cesare was inspired by this famous Caligari who used a sleepwalker to kill people for him. Cuts back to the man at the bench, and he starts going crazy, only for us to find out that the man at the bench is an escaped insane prisoner, and the woman who called his wife is also insane. And then Dr. Caligari comes out, or who we thought was Dr. Caligari, and he is the director of it. And he tells them to subdue him, and then they lock him up. Okay, that's what I figured happened, but I just, why, like, I feel like I blinked, and I was like, wait, did that <laughs> actually happen? Did yeah. we just, like, it was all a dream this, or? It was the original, it was all a dream. It was the original twist. This didn't actually happen. This wasn't real. So, I'm going to let you go first. I know that you're not quite the fan of this, like, era of movie, of, like, silent films in general. So, I'm curious when it comes to plot, what did you think? So, I did enjoy the twist because, listen, I like Saw. I ain't going to like a twist. That's, like, what I like. Mm -hmm. Um, So, it was kind of interesting. And, like, because the thread of plot is pretty light because it's kind of told to us on splash screens basically right telling us like what the characters are saying um and like we have to interpret a lot due to like emotions and character act like their physical movements we have to kind of inform ourselves of like what is going on correct um but i i genuinely enjoyed it a a bit. I, I wouldn't say I like love this movie, but I, I enjoyed the plot of it. I thought it was interesting how we see Caligari kind of being made, not, well, yeah, made ridiculed at the start to mm-hmm. his show is now like the show to see because uh, uh, Cesar was able to tell somebody when they were going to die and it came true and it kind of freaked <laughs> everybody out. Um, yeah, I, I, there is still definitely that like art hexiness to it that i'm like yeah eh, i could do like you said th- th- this is what inspired it like, yeah. this is it <laughs> yeah i mean i mean it's it was interesting i'll say that <laughs> all right so for me i had never actually seen this before i was going to do this when we did um our zombie season because mm-hmm. it was always on my list like, like i said i know it as the original horror film and Devin said it's not it's not zombie it's mad scientist you have like, you have to wait yeah so I've been waiting for this moment and when I sat down to watch it Sunday morning even with the midway interruption of Devin being like this is this is uh, not the version that we watched in film class uh, I loved it I couldn't believe how hooked I was 
like cause, like there's a like I know Nosferatu we we enjoyed it right yeah but this one is just like from start to end just compelling I think a huge part of that is the score that we got which we'll talk about when we get the audio yeah um but like as it goes along and I didn't know the twist was coming I had no idea like, I didn't know this was the original twist ending and like it's just so cool and it's spooky and like people know that i love tim burton like it's what, what he's one of my favorite directors of all time oh yeah you can clearly tell that this is tim burton obviously watched this fucking movie yeah and i don't know man there was just so much about it and i i always find it really interesting when i can watch a movie like this and be like there is a better plot here in an hour in like eight minutes than there is in a three-hour Marvel movie. Yeah. Like, it's, it, it, it's, it's truly impressive to me in that this is the kind of cinema that obviously holds up for a hundred years. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's the kind of films that that we have discussed that are good, right? When, when We talked about Predator a little bit earlier, right? That movie came out in the 80s. Like, it's like 40 years old. But when you go and watch it, because outside of, like, the cloaking, they did practical effects for the Predator. Yeah. So it still looks great. It's still jacked Arnold Schwarzenegger going up against jacked alien beast. And it looks good. And I think it like, that's, like, the thing with a lot of modern cinema when it comes to CGI, is that it's a huge tool that a lot of people have crushed upon. And I think I'm kind of getting into cinematography, but I'll stop. The plot's fantastic. I love it. <laughs> I gave it a nine for plot. I gave it a six and a half. Cinematography. Well, continuing on my rant, <laughs> I just think that like what they did with a minimal budget, with the technology that they had at the time, and the way that they were able to make this movie so creepy and dreamy and just weird, and how that artistic style inspired directors like tim burton today but also an entire genre of film the art house film or the cult film right like the horror film like like i said this is the first ever horror movie and there is just something to that there's something quite remarkable to that it's really sad that ween's career was kind of crippled because of the rise of the nazi party and him having to flee to paris like i don't know there's something quite remarkable to it it literally felt like i had been transported into a tim burton like world yeah and it's crazy to think that this came out before tim burton was even born yeah i mean i will tell you cinematography is what had me hooked more than anything Uh, more than the plot itself is it was just even by like like you'd mentioned by today's standards, it's like, it's wild. The stuff that they did in it works. Like even with like a lot of like the tilt shifting of like the backgrounds to mm-hmm. kind of like get the shadow some, play. Yeah. There, there's like a lot of love and work that went into this to kind of give you the effects of everything being on this large open set. And it, it genuinely like works very well. Mm-hmm. And even the ones that don't, they still look amazing. Like, although 
the weird shaped doors and like yeah. the fucking the weird ass tunnels like it's this is to me is where this movie shines is obviously Tim Burton like jacked off all over this like this is like his shit this is like what he watches when he's horny or to get him horned up and I get it because it is good yeah um, but yeah no it's it, it's clear that this is beautifully like, creepy it's beautiful yes and like even how they Caligari himself has like a lot of like really heavy makeup mm-hmm. but you can see it like really accentuates his like like the dark circles around his eyes yes. and just the way he's got, the camera he also holds has like him. really like sharp angles yeah. on his face. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but it works and it really it gets the job done in like a great way that, like you said, there's a reason why we can watch this today and have it still look amazing. But I guarantee if we watch, I mean, look what happened to her, uh, Event, Event Horizon. Horizon. <laughs> yeah. That is like to me that is just going to be the that's movie a great movie ruined by CGI. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and like you know, you're, you're totally spot on. And I think sometimes we watch these like classic films, right? The ones that define whatever it is. I'm going through the AFI list, and I've watched a couple that I'm like, well, I don't fucking get this. Yeah, this is one that I understand. Mm-hmm. This one feels ahead of its time. Yeah. And it's so strange because it's the first of its kind. Yeah. Like, there was nothing else like this before this. And I just can't... It's hard to fathom that. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, modern... Like, I think Parasite... That might be why Parasite hits so well for me. I still it, haven't seen that movie. Oh, you, I think you'd like it. I won't spoil it then, but, like... Okay. It's just so... The storytelling, the tone, just everything about that just feels so different than everything else we're getting in the theater. And I don't know. I think I was shocked. Like, I was shocked at... I think one of the best examples is when it's at night and they're, like, following the two gentlemen, like, talking about falling in love with the girl and, like, walking down the hallway and how, like, they're going down it. And like the camera tilts, and so the hallway seems way taller. Yeah. And then they're and then they're in their bedroom, and the guy with the knife's behind them, and it's like, just the way they filmed some things in this. It just shocks me. I, I gave this a ten. This was my second tied for my highest category. I also gave this a ten. Audio. So we will caveat that this potentially may not be the official score. Okay. I'm, I'm going oh, to... Oh, I see what you're saying. I thought you meant, like, number-wise. You're talking about... No, no, no. The score... The like, score for the film, yeah. The fucking Jazz Odyssey obsession Dude, that we got taken on? holy fuck. I've been listening to it this week on Spotify. Me too. <laughs> it is so fucking... It is just... It's just cool, and it's creepy, and it fits it perfectly. Yeah. And, like, again, I'm putting this with Dev. What Devin told me is that this is not what she had in her film class. But it is the version that came with this official remaster that I watched, and I think it's the exact same one that I sent you on YouTube. So, actually, I know it's the exact same version I sent you on YouTube. I wanted to, I wanted to make sure that it worked. So as long as you watch that one, we watch the same thing. Um, holy fuck, it slaps. And even though no one talks, like, it is so goddamn good. It is so motherfucking good. And so while we were watching this, I I 
at one point I was like, see, Michelle, this is why I want to fucking learn to play the saxophone. Like, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? Like, I will never be this good, but one day I might be able to, like, look at this and appreciate it more because it's, dude, it's so fucking awesome. And, like, it, it, it doesn't stop. It just, like, it is a freestyle jazz odyssey for, like, an hour. Yeah. It's amazing. It's literally like someone sat down, watched the movie one time, and he's like, all right, strap me in. <laughs> and then just went. And, it, and the thing is, like, jazz, obviously, the whole idea of it is that it's supposed to be, like, whatever hits you, offbeat, weird. Yeah. This one was perfect. Yeah. And, like, every single note was just fantastic. Like, I thought for a second about doing a little Living Dead Girl because of the thing. Fuck no. I'm giving you 40 seconds of the front and 40 seconds of the back of this you, jazz I was actually store. just going to say, maybe even, like, link to the Spotify okay. list of it in the show notes because dude is fucking awesome. It's so good. And I think so obviously it's a silent film so we don't get any speaking performances and I think we kind of talk about the performances and plot and cinematography um, but they're, they're, they are all good. Like I think the yeah. somnambulist Cesare, I think that he plays that kind of role very well. Caligari. Did I have to Google what a somnambulist is? <laughs> yes, because I just call them sleepwalkers. Yes. <laughs> but Caligari, like you said, like he just looks fucking evil. And yeah. even when he comes out at the end without all that heavy makeup and he's more regal looking. Well, you looking. can like, still see it, though, which like makes it worse. Like, worse in like a better way. Yeah. And, uh, guys, like if watch this movie it's not long it's on youtube it's free it's literally old enough that it's like in the public domain like you can just go watch it yeah but if not listen to the soundtrack god damn it slaps 10 10 oh absolutely 10 like even though let's say like taken out two years i will i if you play this for me for like 10 seconds will i know probably not i don't care i will like go tell them to keep playing it yeah, exactly. I'll tell them to keep playing it, and then I'll be like, oh, wait, this is what it's from. Yes. Okay. This is going to be the one that I was most interested about, is the house scary. Okay. I think the score in several places, like the, the some of the stabbing scenes, yeah, make it creepy. I think when the somnambulist pronounces that that person is dying in the crowd by tomorrow yeah is creepy caligari is fucking creepy yeah and what he is doing with his science experiment is evil and demonic and creepy but also like obviously taken to the full extent like i could see somebody attempting to try to do this especially i would be surprised if it period. didn't actually happen yeah yeah exactly like obviously this is taken to like the extreme mm-hmm. and kind of like played uh up a bit yeah. but i would not i if you told me that this was like semi-based on a real story I'd be like yeah probably and the other thing too like i found out during my research and like thinking about it and i'm sure you feel the same way is like you can definitely see that this is a post-world war one germany and how this person is like, you are all way too ready to take on an authoritarian figure to tell you to do what to do. Yeah. Like, the Nazis, like, the people he was warning people about literally rose to power and kicked him out of his home country. Yeah. And that is creepy, too. 
So as people know, I do factor that in for my scoring. However, watching this does feel more like a Tim Burton film than it does a John Carpenter or Jordan Peele or James Wan. Yeah, movie. I agree. Um, and it didn't... Maybe it's because... I, I'm not quite sure, but I, I felt like Godzilla, OG Godzilla, hit a little harder. Okay. You know, with them dealing with the aftermath of being bombed with nuclear weapons twice. Yeah. Um, but I do feel that this is certainly a horror film, because we have reviewed films on this podcast that don't even sniff this grass. Yeah. But... It's not very scary. How about you? Yeah, I mean, I'm very much in the same boat. I, I definitely do think, like, a lot of, like, creepy and off-putting things are, like, presented to us and, like, shown to us in ways to purposely make us feel uncomfortable and, like, off-put but kind of put up against other things from, like, modern times. I don't think it's, like... I'm not going to be thinking about this when I go to sleep, but I'll think about the Midnight Man or Moonlight Man. Exactly. There, like, yeah. like, I think you'll think about the implications of what they were trying to warn against more yeah. than the fear of Caligari himself, right? Yes, exactly. But um, even so, I think we've done some films in the past. This is This is a horror film. This is a horror film, and it is scary for different kind of reasons. So with that in mind, I gave it a five. Okay, I gave it a three. Okay. So to review our scores, Justin. Well, before that, first Mad Scientist movie. Did I hit the nail on the head? Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Absolutely. For plot, I gave it a nine. You gave it a six and a half. For cinematography and audio, we gave it tens across the board. And for how scary, I gave it a five. You gave it a three. That gives it a Here's Johnny final score of a 79, which I think is really fair in our metrics. Yeah, especially if you can take into consideration that this movie is 100 years old. (laughs) And actually, it's kind of crazy. So, Justin, with a 79, it is tied with films like It 2017, The Lost Boys, The Mist, uh, the OG Nightmare on Elm Street, OG Saw... And scream. Why is OG Saw so low? I don't know. What did we help me remember that? Because we will be discussing that in the post show discussion. Because that needs to be looked into more. The film above it is Get Out with an 80, and the films below it with 78s are Evil Dead Rise, Frailty, Jacob's Ladder. Silent Hill, the first one. Spiral, Talk to Me. And that's it. So that is our review of the original horror Wait. film. Saw has a... What was the score Saw had? Sorry, I'm... 79. Yeah, okay. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. I will... Whilst I had that done, I will look. So... Oh, I'm looking at it right now. It was all four of us. Yeah. Razor Pit, Razor Pit, Candle Room. Okay, so plots, sevens to eights, cinematography, eights, audio, 
nines and eights, and then how scary seven, eight, seven. Eight. Okay, so if it had just I mean, been makes... if it had just been me and you, it would have been like eighty-one ish. Yeah, but okay. Mars and Rachel brought it down those extra puntos. Way to go! <laughs> but yes, so that is our review of the original horror film, The Cabin of Dr. Caligari. We're gonna play some more of that sweet fucking jazz, <laughs> and then head on into the closing. So, in about 10 minutes for us, and then a week for y'all, we will be reviewing Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Um, I had I was very clear, Justin, because there's a couple versions of this, but this is the one I wanted to do for reasons. We'll get to it. Yeah. Uh, that's our next review. Um, after that, it will be The Invisible Man, which will be fun. Um, we actually were... I was harassing Rachel a little bit by... And, I found out that Rachel doesn't watch a lot of these old classic horror films. So when we get to Bride of Frankenstein, she's joining us. Interesting. Okay. As is Ariel. Oh, okay. Good. I have a lot of questions for her. <laughs> uh, so any last thoughts, Justin, before we head on to the Patreon section? No, not really. All right. Everyone, thanks for hanging out with us. And until next time, stay scary. The Here's Johnny podcast is brought to you by Larry and Justin. You can find the show on Twitter at Here's Johnny Cast, and you can find Larry at Beaver LA. You can find Justin at Pickle Thing, and you can email the show at Here's Johnny Podcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook at Here's Johnny Podcast. As always, in the show notes, you can find links to the Discord and to the website. We are also on Instagram at Here's Johnny underscore podcast. Also in the show notes, we'll have a link to the Twitch and YouTube channels. And if you would like to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Here's Johnny podcast. Every cent goes into the show. And yeah, we just really use it to make the show better. Again, I just want to say thank you very much to our patrons. Uh, you guys help make this possible. But yeah, Patreon is the way we support the show. We are looking to get rich. And like Justin said, every dollar, every cent, it all goes back in. There's some pretty cool tears, so head on and look at that. But until next week, see you guys later.